Sky Carumba for the week of January 23rd to 29th, 2022. Saturn is mostly done with its evening appearance, and Jupiter is on the way out too, but you'll still be able to catch an easy view of Jupiter in the evening as it sets after dusk. In the morning, Venus is pushing higher while Mars drops lower in the east before sunrise. A waning crescent moon is between Antares and Mars on Friday morning and next to Mars on Saturday. Venus is at perihelion when the week begins. It's just under 0.72 astronomical units, or Earth-Sun distances, from the Sun. So it's closest to the Sun in terms of its orbital circumstances. Mercury, on the same day, is going through inferior conjunction, passing between Earth and Sun, being closest to the Sun in terms of its angular separation in our perspective. The Moon is heading southward, starting the week crossing the equator. It's at last quarter on Tuesday, The moon will be its farthest south on Saturday, 26.4 degrees from the equator. We're coming up on the 160th anniversary of the first time anyone saw the brightest star in our night sky as a double star. Sirius is so bright, it's hard to resolve the faint double next to it. But astronomers decided in 1844 that they needed to try. German astronomer Friedrich Bessel made careful observations and determined that Sirius must have a companion. It and something unseen were orbiting each other. It took 18 years for a telescope with good enough optics to see the second star. That's when telescope maker Alvin Clark made a refractor with a lens 18 and a half inches wide. A wider lens gathers more light, and that was the widest ever made at the time. A wider lens also offers more resolution, meaning two objects closer together can be separated. That gigantic scope is what it took to see the other Sirius. The bright one is now known as Sirius A, the faint one as Sirius B, and they orbit each other every 50 years. Sirius A, the star we mean when we refer only to Sirius, is about magnitude minus 1.46, As magnitude numbers get smaller, the objects get brighter, and so those with negative magnitudes are the brightest in the sky. Sirius B? Its magnitude is 8.44. Higher than magnitude 6 is too dim for the naked eye. So, if Sirius B was by itself, instead of seeing the brightest nighttime star, we'd see nothing there. Maybe the constellation Sirius is in wouldn't look like a big dog following Orion the Hunter and we'd call it something other than Canis Major. That anniversary for seeing Sirius B separate from Sirius A is on January 31st. See Sirius and Canis Major tonight. They're up all night this time of year. The big dog is rightly known now as a winter constellation. But because early risers get their first glimpses of the constellation rising in the northern hemisphere summer, the hottest days of the year became known as the dog days of summer. My apologies to the Southern Hemisphere listeners for the Northern Hemisphere bias in that tale. There is something puzzling about the way Sirius is described in ancient writings. The star is bluish-white, but some of the observers of old described it as red. As a star ages, it can go from blue to red as it loses energy and doesn't shine so brightly in the shorter, higher-energy wavelengths anymore. But no one can explain why a star would go from red to blue. 
There are a few theories about red Sirius. One is that a dust cloud between us and Sirius filtered the blue end of the spectrum so that it looked red to the sky watchers of a few thousand years ago. Another theory is that an atmospheric phenomenon caused the star to look red, kind of like when the atmosphere is full of fine smoke particles and it makes the moon look blue. Yet another theory is that the ancient language's word for red also means bright, and the scholars who study these things just don't understand the context yet. My theory is that some authoritative person made a mistake, and for a long time, others, even other authoritative people who should have known better, just kept repeating the mistake. That's what happened when Aristotle said heavier objects fall faster, and educated people all over Europe kept believing that and repeating that for 2,000 years until Isaac Newton came along and showed otherwise. Sky Caramba 